Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. We spoke exactly 30 days ago about a book he published in 2020. The title of that book was The Three Commas Club, A True Story of Sex Trafficking, Pedophilia, and Murder. Really a fascinating book. Highly recommend people go back and check out that interview and the book. But we're going to talk about a ostensibly fictional book, a, fic, a, a mystery novel, as it's uh, uh, stated on the cover of this book titled Hunter's Moon. And again, his, his name is Jack Watts. And his website is mcgeeandme.net. It's M-C-G-E-E-A-N-D-M-E dot N-E-T. And Jack is, Watts is also very active on facebook.com. So you can check out a lot of his stuff on there. I'm going to mention some of his other books. He's a very pro prolific author. I think he said last time he's published 26 books now. And uh, this is a really fascinating book. I was I was reading through it. I was smiling and nodding along. Like I kind of I understood a lot. He can talk more about that. Some of his other books are Retaking the USA from Darkness and Depravity 2021. Hi, my name is Jack. One Man Story of the Tumultuous Road to Sobriety 2014. Also, Recovering from Religious Abuse, 11 Steps to Spiritual Freedom. That was 2012. And uh, But he has many other titles at his website, so we can talk about that. So, Jack Watts, welcome to the show. Thanks for returning. Well, it's good to be back. I mean, you know, I had a good time last time. So, you know, this is uh, doubling down. Good. Well, congratulations on this book. I uh, I mean, it's it, you present it as a novel. Can you talk about uh, your kind of other your other books? And what led you to write Hunter's Moon? I can. Uh, actually, when I when I wrote my memoir, Hi, My Name is Jack, uh, which, by the way, it it, uh, it was uh, won the Inspirational Memoir of the Year Award 10 years ago. But it took me a year to get all of the releases for it in order to for Simon & Schuster to publish it. And, you know, because all of the libel laws and defamation laws are really not to protect the innocent, but to protect the guilty from being exposed. So, you know, I said, you know what, I am not going to write true things anymore. I'm going to write fiction. And um, I had uh, listened to all the books on tape for, you know, what J.K. Rowling had, had done on, on Harry Potter and uh, and had seen the movies and everything i thought she could she kept a she kept a narrative for seven books and i thought rather than just write a book on fiction uh why don't i try and do three books and i did and <clears throat> kept the characters going and hunter's moon is actually the seventh in my series uh, the, my moon series and uh, the latest one. And I chose to uh, to keep it in that framework. It's to, you know, to have a good audience for it, one. But also, um, it just seemed to fit my my characters are Georgians and the story in Hunter's Moon is really what happened in the last election and why Georgia was. Right, well, can you, I mean, cause I didn't know, I, I saw this, I knew that you had written, sorry to interrupt, but 
I knew that you had written this book. Can you talk about the, the first book in the seven, uh, seven book series and kind of lay out some of those characters and just give a slow overview of what led you in those books to Hunter's Moon, please? Because I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can. I um, The first one is Full Moon Frenzy. And it, 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 uh, uh, the characters are, um, a, a couple of people in that, you know, that are physicians in the emergency room and a, uh, alcoholic assistant district attorney and, uh, his name's Sean Kincannon. And, you know, when I was in high school and we would go, out, uh, you know, I grew up in Boston and in the suburb of Newton. I said, when we, when we we'd go out and we would, you know, we'd find these girls and we'd tell them, you know, that we were names that weren't ours. And I always, uh, I always took the name Sean Kincannon. And so, uh, because I just loved it, you know, I thought very strong and I'm Irish anyway, but Sean Kincannon. Well, when my friends, if they found these girls first, they would call me up and tell me to come and they would introduce me as pretty boy Savarisi, which when you're 15, 16 years old, you do not want to be called pretty boy Savarisi. So in this first novel, the arch villain is pretty boy Savarisi and the hero is this drunk Irishman, um, Sean King Cannon. And it, it really just kind of, in some ways, follows some of the stuff that I did because my my memoir, Hi, My Name is Jack, is kind of code for Hi, My Name is Jack, and I'm alcoholic, and I'm a reto- recovering alcoholic, which I don't mind saying. And, and the whole book is about that and my story, and it's pretty involved and pretty good. Gotcha. Uh, I've been sober for 28 years, which is... Oh, congratulations. You know, yeah. Well, if you're Irish, that's a long time. You know, but it isn't part of my life anymore. So I, I kept the, the 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 character of Sean Kincannon as the heroic person, and he ends up he marries uh, this physician named Marla Dean, and uh, and they become essentially like the Nick and Nora Charles. Do you remember Nick and Nora Charles from the Thin Man series in the nineteen thirties? Sounds really yeah. familiar. And, and, and so I, you know, I bring in some of the historical things like that. And it's a lot of fun to read and a lot of people have read them. Uh, but, you know, it, it goes from one episode after the other. And, and frankly, I've, you know, I've done a, um, a screenplay for a miniseries to try and see if I can, you know, sell this thing uh, because it's, 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 it's good. It, uh, it gets into some, into some um, political things that are real. And Hunter's Moon is real. Uh, now, it, it's a novel, and it's very interpretive because that's the great thing about a novel. You can interpret. Um, and it's, it's, it's really based on what I saw, and I live in Atlanta, you, and you remember seeing uh, those uh, uh, the video things of, of the the women who were you know pulled out the suitcases and had all the fraudulent votes and not a thing ever happened to any of them. Yes, I followed that very closely. Followed Georgia very closely. Yeah. Nothing happened to any of them. 
And I said, you know, what the hell? What's going on around here? This, I mean, it, it, it didn't make sense. And um, when I saw what the FBI was doing, which was nothing, which I had have come to recognize from my other book that we talked about the last time. Right. The Three uh, Commas Club, yes. The Three Commas Club, that there, it isn't just Comey and Peter Strzok and all those that are, that are corrupt. The corruption in our FBI seems to me as if it goes all the way through. And, you know, I mean, when I was growing up, my, one of my favorite shows was the FBI with Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Loved it. Believed in the FBI. Always did. So that to the point where in um, the Three Commas Club, I went and had a full sit-down interview with two FBI agents at the direction of the U.S. Attorney um, in, in the state of Georgia. Interesting. And uh, so I thought I'd get somewhere with it. And then when I saw what happened and I started saying, wait a minute, this just isn't right. And there were some things that were really so askew that I thought I've got to write about them, but I'm going to write it in a way that I can put it out there and not have to um, worry about getting killed or, or worry about um, defamation. So uh, the, it, it, it opens up where the, um, where the governor's daughter is talking to her boyfriend as he's driving to a political event near uh, Savannah. And then all of a sudden the line goes dead. And, and what has happened is it appears that this young man had an accident and was killed in it. But the metal in his car melted. Gasoline doesn't burn hot enough to warp metal. This meant that he was taken out. And I suspect, strongly suspect, that thermite was involved. And thermite is, um, is the explosive that they use in um, drones. Uh, you know, if you're going to take out a tank, they, you know, they use a missile and has thermite. And I mean, you know, just like. Right, it burns at like 3,000 Fahrenheit. Yeah. It melts so, metal. Yeah, melts. So this boy's dead. But for what purpose? In my estimation, it was to keep the governor of Georgia, who I believe is corrupt. I voted for him. I campaigned for him. I, I, he was, you know, was certainly a, a whole lot better than Stacey Abrams. But um, it seems to me as if the leadership in the Republican Party in the state of Georgia was complicit in the voter fraud to deprive Trump 
of the 16 electoral votes of this state. And, you know, it's never been righted. So when this this happened, there was was a, a GBI detective who was put on the case to um, to investigate it. And I make him part of the plot of this Hunter's Moon. And he's the one that kind of spots that it's thermite and he gets close enough to it that he is um, Hillaryed, uh, essentially. You know, he's, he was executed and made to look like it was a suicide. And, um, yeah, and you, the death that you have of this young man, uh, it reminds me of the Hastings death back in 2013. If you remember that, it happened here in L.A., where, like, the engine block literally left the car. Like, the car, before, if you remember that death in Los Angeles, the engine block came out before the car came to rest against the palm tree on, was it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was Highland it was, and, and a, uh, was a Maserati or a Ferrari, one of the two. I think it was a high-end... Mercedes Benz, like a three. Might have been, but I'll tell you one thing that I absolutely remember about that. It was that the engineers at Mercedes Benz saying that could not have happened that way. Uh, we don't have, we don't, there, there is no Mercedes Benz that would have the engine, you know, fly out uh, no matter what happened. There are pictures of that engine block sitting on Highland. Like it's the huge engine block. I'm not saying the entire metal part the heaviest part of the whole car got separated from it and uh nothing happened you know nothing happened about that that was just a car crash so yeah uh this happened in in a little town called pooler georgia p-o-o-l-e-r it's a it's a suburb of of uh savannah and a very very nice little area but the purpose for for this kid's death was to you know essentially in my estimation a threat to um keep the governor in line because he was having second thoughts and balking at at following through with what was happening and um it was like uh your daughter's next it's an intimidation right now it's the intimidation and you know Nobody, I mean, all of this stuff was just kind of like little on the surface and people saying little things and then it disappeared. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to write about this and I'm going to put it in a framework that makes sense. And then, you know, based on this, they, you know, they're um, out of Washington was a dirty trick squad. Now the dirty trick squad is real. And these are uh, renegade, essentially, people from the from uh, the FBI, the CIA, DEA, and um, firearms and alcohol. Um, what is what is that firearms? The BATF. ATF. Yeah. And. All of them were under the direction of a man who literally was one of the most 
powerful people in the Department of Justice. Now, I didn't name this man as Rod Rosenstein, but I believe it to be him. I mean, yeah, I just did like a show on the FBI under Hoover. They were involved in all kinds of black bag jobs. They were above the law. There was no real oversight. They'd sneak into people's houses, intimidate people. They were bugging tons of people. They knew the, a lot of these people's sex life. They were doing it to Martin Luther King. And actually, I mean, it's they had videos that they would share with LBJ. I mean, this uh, the reason I'm saying this is this is 50 years ago. So you have no idea what's happening now. But they had videos or they had audio of MLK. They would share with LBJ and they would pass around like an inside joke. So these are huge, you know, constitutional Fourth Amendment violations happening 50 years ago. So you can only imagine what's going on now. And, well, can... and, and, and you know, to um, to just kind of add to that, uh, the Kennedy papers are supposed to have been revealed about two months ago and said, you know, that they were scheduled to become public and they postponed making them public. Because of national security issues, what in the hell can something from 1963 have to do with national security issues in 2021? Nothing. But who they involve definitely would be problematic within the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, probably. Both. So we're we're dealing with people who um, are at a level of corruption and lawlessness that is unheard of. And of course, you know, right now, and you know, all of this kind of dovetails into my three commas club thing too. Uh, you know, we have the beginning of this Jocelyn, uh Maxwell trial. And right to begin with, before the trial even started, she asked that that none of the prurient, that all of the prurient stuff be redacted from the public record. And the judge agreed. Plus, this is something most people don't know. At the behest of the Biden administration, Chuck Schumer nominated the judge in charge of this case to the Second Circuit. So he's getting to, they did that last week. Right. What timing? Incredible, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so this is in an effort to protect these pedophiles these sex traffickers from both the Republican and the Democratic Party, because the one thing that they all have in common, and I go into great detail about this in Hunter's Moon, is that the loyalty isn't like honor among thieves. It's that I have this on you and you have this on me and we will only trust people that we know that we could take them down and they could take us down. So this cabal of perverts 
is running our dadgum country. Yeah. And they're incentivized to stay there, too. So they're able to stay there through that. And if you look at, uh, I don't know if you remember, Barney Franks had that whole male hustling prostitution ring, allegedly, yeah. that he was operating. He said, if you bust me, I will, re I will release all of my information. This is before Epstein. I think this is... Uh, 2005 or something like that i remember that specifically i grew up in massachusetts okay. so um you know i i re, and i remember barney frank and boy what a, you talk about a despicable human being he he was like one of the worst but you know he did threaten to do that and he absolutely shut down all of the criticism about himself right and i don't even think his his the person who was associated with him went to jail like, I think that he was operating out of Barney Frank's house. And there are pictures of Barney Frank with, uh, uh, what's the guy from Pizzagate? Um, Alephantis. So he was associated in the same circle that Alephantis was. There's pictures of him, and I think his Alephantis boyfriend at the time was a guy from Media Matters. And these are the people who were shaping public opinion. Um, they used to, there's pictures of them at some place in Rehoboth. They used to go to Rehoboth. But yeah, you do talk, I mean, you, People, you got to get this book. It's really incredible because you're super well informed. Uh, I was just smiling and nodding along. I mean, I think I said that, but you talk a lot about Haitian trafficking, uh, Haitian things, associations, black bag jobs, kind of how people work up in the system. I mean, I, I think that's really all true. You're right. We're kind of run by a kind of criminal cabal. So. And um, these, these unaccompanied children are there for one purpose and that's to provide and it's and that's i mean they are sexual tools boys and girls uh for these people and this they aren't just Democrats. Right. The Republicans are equally as complicit. If, in one sense, uh, some of these Republicans, if you ask me, are worse human beings because at least at least these Democrats are fairly open about being reprobates. The you know some of the some of these people that I that I'm kind of talking about a little bit and oh you know we're America first we're you know we're for you know God country and well they aren't and they just use that to manipulate people like you and me and everybody that's listening to this podcast. But here's the thing: Americans are becoming awakened. This is, we don't have, we don't have many people anymore who are completely fooled. Let, let, well, there are a lot of people that are completely fooled, but I mean, people who want to know can know. I agree. And there are things out there uh, for them to learn, for them to, to, to um, recognize And here, you know, with this Jelaine uh, Maxwell thing coming out, just uh, the day that the trial starts, Dorsey, 
resigns from Twitter. Unanticipated, unexplained. Well, you know, it's time to move on from the original. Well, there's something involved in this. And and just by the way, all of these names in the in the Jelaine thing, which would be some of the people that, that I'm referring to in Hunter's Moon, were supposed to be released over a month ago. Right. Have we seen even one? No. It's so important in the public interest, too. I mean, it's definitely in the public interest. It's, it is it's in a, the public. It's in the public interest. Why aren't why aren't we seeing that? And if we're not seeing that, who has the authority to keep us from seeing it? What is it? You know, how is this even happening? I mean, it, it, it was scheduled to be released and it wasn't probably the same. Uh, I mean, I don't have a name. I don't have a name, but probably the same kind of people that are saying, well, it's uh, it's a national security issue for us to, you know, to keep what really happened to JFK under wraps um, 58 years later. 58 years. It's incredible. I mean, you know, there aren't any of there aren't any nuclear weapons (laughs) from 1963 that are still in operation. There aren't any, I mean, other than the B-52 Fortress, which, I mean, has never gone out of date. There's no, there's no military hardware from that era that exists, not just in the United States, but in any of our major competitors, you know, for, um, um, Russia or China. Uh, I mean, you, you you might go to Uganda and they still got still have an M1 like the ones that we did when we were in ROTC, but not uh, not much more than that. So anyway, in the Hunter's Moon, I actually use uh, some of the language and some of the things from some depositions that were given by people who were in the Dirty Trick Squad and left it. And they gave the deposition so that they could still be alive. And, you know, um, and interestingly, I, you know, just like I did with the Three Commas Club, I have um, I have a version that has the real names that I've given to some people that will protect me from getting killed. Um, One thing I wanted to add too, Jack, is that if you remember the plumbers too under Nixon, totally illegal black bag jobs, CIA agents. I think it was Howard Hunt, E. Howard Hunt, or H. Howard Hunt, or whatever his name is, a total underground operative, and. Uh, yeah, probably was at uh, probably was at the JFK assassination on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, as one of the um, tramps, right? One of the three tramps all the way around. I mean, so these guys are they're around. You we may not know you may know their name, I may not, but these types of operatives are within both party systems. Would you agree with that? Oh, I do, and you know they uh, 
a lot of it when they say is underground, I mean they're they're talking literally underground with tunnels and things like that. Now, I was in politics for a while <clears throat> in the early 80s, and uh I wrote on the carts that would take you from the White House to um the Senate or to the House or over to the to the executive building or to the or treasury. I mean they, uh, these tunnels are, you know, were massive. Um, and well-used, well-worn tunnels, too. Some are less used than others, but the tunnels between the House offices buildings for the House of Representatives and the Senate to uh, the Cong Congressional building are very well-worn and very well-used for people who don't know or if they haven't been to D.C. I think it was interesting. The, um, the, the guy that I was working for was running for Congress, and Jake Garn, who was the uh, chairman of the of the Senate Banking Committee was his best friend. So, um, just by being you know associated with Jake Garn, uh, who who ended up flying into space, he was that the senator that did that. Um, you know, we had packs that were very interested in in, in the candidate. Although we lost, you know, uh, we were big shots in Washington just even you know going in there. So uh, we would go down with him and he would, you know, it was like a golf cart, these golf carts. And, and I remember Jesse Helms was, I mean, he was, a, you know, he was, you know, quite a figure um, as a Senator and uh, nobody would um, get on, get on one of these carts um, in front of Jesse because he was such a bad driver with them. They were afraid they're going to get killed. <laughs> Kind of a, a little interesting little anecdote from something that's 40 years old. Um, but of course, that has no interest in some sense, just like, you know, uh, you know, the JFK um, hiding those documents that, you know, that talk about who was behind his assassination and probably his brothers and Martin Luther King Jr., all of them. Right. So that that's how that worked. At any rate, with the, with the Hunter's Moon, um, I go into pretty good detail about explaining how this works towards keeping the secrets. And everybody is, I mean, everybody is afraid of everybody else that, that are these people that are corrupt. And of course this is, um, they're all rich. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, make $150,000, a year as a congressman or senator. And, you know, they go in and, and 20 years later, when they leave, they're worth $40 million. And, you know, you say, well, how does that happen? Where did they get that kind of money? And it it's all based on the corruption. And um, I'll give you yours. You protect me, you give me mine. And here they've just... Um, brought this judge Nathan into the fold with the Jelaine Maxwell thing by giving him a seat on the second circuit. Which right. It's a her, it's a she that might kind of looks like a he actually, but oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, it's okay. But it is incredible. Like right before the signaling is so obvious. It's not done after, you know, it's done before. It's just an off the charts kind of blatant. It's so blatant. so blatant. You know, they 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 used to you know uh, be fearful of exposure, but now with the uh, complicit press, they don't even bother. They don't have to worry about that even in the least. They just go ahead 
and essentially is um, everybody doing evil and what is right in their own eyes and the people that are specifically suffering the most are these children who are being raped. Uh, after that, it goes down to where uh, people like us, we're, you know, we're kept in huge debt uh, to pay for this corruption and to um, allow them, and they believe they have a right to do this. They think that this is their, that, you know, they're smart and we're not. Right. And so they justify and, it through certain ways. Yes. Yes. And because, and because they're wise and there are betters. I mean, in a certain sense, they, they're, it's like they are titled nobility, yes. but it's self-proclaimed titled nobility. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, and Ghislaine Maxwell is super corrupt. There were tons of stories about 12-year-old kids from um, Haiti and from Venezuela. There are stories of very young children being trafficked, you know, not like the not the, the cover story of 16-year-old girls, which is terrible, but really young kids moving from Mexico to New Mexico. And a lot of that stuff has not come forward, it's not come out. She sat down with Virginia Dufre and Jeffrey Epstein. And asked her to have a baby for them. So they were going to take the baby for God knows what other stuff. And there's pictures of her with very elite people. I think it was Elaine. What's her name? Elaine something. Steve Jobs' ex-wife. Like she's at the island. Like these are, these are world powerful people. It's no joke. I mean Epstein is with Bill Gates. These are the top tier they were targeting. Yeah. So really incredible stuff. And it's all being kept from the public. And so many people are involved. Stepanolovus or Stepanopoulos has had lunch with Epstein at his place. These guys corrupted the media, too. That's why the media is crap. It's garbage because, in part, I mean, this is just one kind of operation. What about the other things that we never heard about? What about other operators? We don't know all of them, you know, but they've been around for a long. You can talk about Spence, the uh, affair out of Nebraska, and all these other characters. This is just a huge thing, and it's really important. The, the media is going to drop the ball on Elaine Maxwell. They're going to try to bamboozle and befuddle people. You can just tell right now that the whole fix is trying to be put in. Yeah, it's terrible. So, but your book, I mean, let's get back to your book. You talk about some Haitian stuff too, right? Uh, actually, um, uh, the book before this um, dealt with that specifically and with uh, what they use these use these young children for and it it includes things that people are i mean it it gets so dark um you know with it with the use of adrenochrome and things of that nature to um you know um terrify these children and then you know um essentially sap their adrenal glands and use the use the uh, what they get to, to, you know, to keep them young. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. You see these pictures of, you know, of a, you know, a movie star and says, well, this was her in 1970 and look how good she looks 50 years later. Right. Well, it's, it's a lot of it is because of, uh, of, of what they've done with these kids. And it, it's just, it's a, it's a little 
uh, beyond, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even go into it. It's just, I mean, just even learning about it, it, it took me um, months about reading about this stuff before I was finally even willing to admit to myself that it was possible and that these things were happening because the depravity was so extensive. And this, uh, this goes not just, and it goes beyond politics uh, to where uh, some of our, some of our religious leaders and some of the, you know, some of these uh, evangelists and particularly some of the ones that are that household names on TV um, are engaged in these type of things themselves and um, won't speak the truth because they are complicit. This is the this is evil to, to the level that it's hard to actually fathom. And, you know, um, the people that are listening to this, it's, it's, you know, this couldn't really be true, Jack. You're just, you know, you're a conspiracy. And you know what? I'm, I'm not. I, I mean, I never thought, <laughs> I mean, I'm just a guy. And, you know, who, it, but once I started writing about some of these things and got into it and started seeing some things, um, it has become very clear to me that we have to absolutely positively make a stand for righteousness or um, no, I mean, no matter what, um, the nation that we leave to our grandchildren will not be the one that we inherited from our grandparents because we have deteriorated so much. And I, you know, that's kind of what, all Hunter's Moon is about is is telling people, showing people how this operates and how they manipulate. And I put it in a in a you know a, a fictional setting so that it um, so that it's you know it's a page turner. And you know I'm a, I'm at least a decent writer, so um, really good. I really enjoyed reading through it. Yeah, I mean it's like Mystery Babylon. Like you're stuck in something where you can't see behind the curtain. You just see people not moving. Like even the 2020 election was so weird. Just watching people BS and not and not move. Like even senators, nobody complained. I mean, it was just a complete like befuddlement. Like what are these leaders doing? Nobody like very few people complained about the obvious vote fraud. I mean, just massive vote fraud. It's just like what's the, how do you explain that, right? Right. Uh, you know, there there are half a dozen that really kind of. Um, are, are pretty strong on this. Um, you know, Jim Jordan certainly is. And, and uh, you know, as a congressman, Johnny Radcliffe was. And, you know, as the um, DNI, he, uh, he absolutely knows. And so does, and so does uh, uh, General Mike Flynn. I mean, that's why they had to take him down. And, you know, um, Trump, God love him, didn't, uh, he, I mean, he had, he had too many people who literally are traitors yeah. involved in his camp so that he was getting advice from people who um, it seemed like they were wanted to do the right thing, but in reality, they, they wanted to do the exact wrong thing and did. 
he made terrible hires, a lot of terrible hires. Even Pence himself was a weak, spineless. I mean, in my opinion. So, uh, who was this? I didn't hear it. His his vice president, Mike Pence. Oh yeah. Well, actually, um, Mike Pence is one of the people that is um, that I was referred to essentially in Hunter's Moon. I think it isn't that he's weak. I think that he is not even close to the person he says he is. Interesting. I mean, I, th I think that he is every bit as evil as the people who are on trial right now. I mean, this is, this is a truly, truly devious, deceptive, bad guy. I'm not guessing about this. I believe you. I mean, there's, I mean, that's the whole mystery. And it's you know like, what there, you know, there, there are folks that say, Oh, you know, this is, um, they're going, you know, he's going to be this and he's going to be that. And the Republican party is, uh, hierarchy is all behind Pence for 2024. You know what? He'll end up being exactly like Jeb Bush an absolute zero. And you know why? Because people like you and me know who he really is, and people will do us. And it's kind of like, yeah, you're right about that, Jack. Yeah, you're right about that, William. He ain't who he says he is, and we're not going to have it again. And we are not going to stand for this nonsense and allow this nation to go down the drain. It's unbelievable. I mean, we have a guy on, I mean, he should be playing shuffleboard in Palm Springs. You know, I wouldn't trust him to keep score, but this guy is not competent. It's just, I mean, and that that's the whole thing. He didn't win 81 million votes. So you have, and that whole thing that happened in Afghanistan where you leave $80 billion worth of equipment to people who hate your guts, and you just keep on going. That's well, weird as that. That was not incompetence. That was, um, uh, that was his payback to uh, China. China. I mean, they've given billions of dollars to his family. And, you know, to leave them Bagram Air Force Base without destroying anything, to leave them the equipment, to abandon um, the what's it box out or what, what what is the thing that you have to have for you know for electric cars and they've got 80 percent oh, like yeah, all yeah. the minerals and stuff yeah it's yeah. a very mineral rich country yeah yeah that uh, so so uh, we this was his payback to China so their investment in him Paid was off a smart one from their perspective and just by the way just uh, uh, keep your eye on what's happening with Taiwan because that's kind of, I, I don't believe it's Ukraine where there's uh, you know where there's going to be a uh, real conflict but the Chinese want to take down um, Taiwan and of course they've wanted to since Chiang Kai-shek in 1948 but um, uh, Taiwan is a very has a very strong military and the United States has a treaty with them that is, if they are attacked, it's an attack on the United States, just like NATO. So uh, we'll see what uh, Biden could do to get around that, because that's the key. And that's where we're going to see 
where some of this stuff, uh, you know, where these people have been paid off by the Chinese. We'll see what they do. So, you know, that's that's all ahead. Do you, I mean, did you ever find any connection between Hunt, Hunter, whatever his name, Robert Hunter Biden and uh, Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell? Uh, I don't know that I have seen that one. That's, uh, you know, I, mean. I, I, I tell you one thing. I um, a couple of years ago, it was like, OK, what what is this about Hunter? Is this real? So. Um, I took one time I went on the dark web to see and I saw and there, I saw things that I didn't I'd never had never even entered my mind. And I'm, I kind of wish I hadn't, in, in, you know, but it, it uh, Biden, Hunter Biden is the absolute reprobate that everybody considers him to be. There is not, you know. There's nothing about him that's worthwhile. And, um, you know, he, look at right now, he's getting a pass. Oh, he's getting a pass. There's no question. Tons of pass. I mean, his his laptop is so incriminating. Uh, there's problems with him and his brother's daughter, or bat, used to be, uh, according to his own wife. So, and she, I think she was 14 or 15 at the time. So he would fit right in with this whole Hunter's Moon thing. Well, there's um, also problems with that poor girl and her grandfather, the president of the United States, not by election, but by usurpation. Yeah, it's it's just incredible times. It's like you're, the, the, some people are sleepwalking, too, which is so strange. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and I find that um, that um, a lot of my Christian friends are you know just willing to give a pass to all of this stuff and i i i don't see how they can do that that's uh you know and of course that's what i write about the most is um how people of faith have got to stand for righteousness and not accept and and be passive to depravity how do you do that worst yeah the worst kind of depravity like you're watching innocent kids like be trafficked. Like what's going on? Why is, why isn't that a major aspect of the public church of any denomination, Catholic, Evangelical, Baptist, uh, Protestant, whatever Lutherans? Why is it? I mean, it's incredible. It's happening all. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's so crazy. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap it up or anything like I missed? I mean, it's, it's really an interesting look. I know, you know, so much because, it's reflected in this quote fictional unquote book, but uh, it's great to talk with you again as well, too, because I feel like I'm, you know, you're so well informed, like I can bounce these ideas off you. What would you like to add? Where's the best place for people to get the book? Uh, Amazon. All of my stuff's um, on Amazon. It's easy, you know, it's the easiest place and easy thing to do. And, um, you know, I write a lot, a lot of stuff on Facebook. So, it, you know, Jack Watts, W-A-T-T-S. I mean, people want to follow me. I've got 25,000 people that follow me on Facebook, which, you know, in, in like Instagram, that that wouldn't be a big number. But on Facebook, it really is. And, um, you know, I put up stuff um, every day. Um, I put up inspirational things for people because they got to have things to just, you know, give them faith and encouragement 
uh, when all they see is darkness and doom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, we're at this. This is, uh, you know, for such a time as this, we've been called to be who we are. And this is a big deal. And it's a great time to be alive. Because, you know, what we're doing is purposeful. And anybody who, any, it, it doesn't take a superstar. It just takes a lot of people just doing what God calls them to do and saying, I will not participate in this. I will not demure. I will, I will not refrain from saying what is true. I'm going to stand my ground and I'll stand with this ground with my brothers and sisters in Christ throughout this country. Amen. Amen to that. Great book, great discussion. Again, the title is Hunter's Moon. It's a mystery novel. You can get it on uh, Amazon. His website is mcgeeandme.net. So you can check out his writings and his links there. He's also active on Facebook under Jack Watts, two T's, G-J-A-C-K-W-A-T-T-S. Thanks so and much. Just one other thing. I, I did leave up on my mcgeeandme.net the... Um, uh, uh, the three commas club as a free download for anybody that wants to read about the sex trafficking pedophilia that's going on. It's a, and it's a true story and um, you know, uh, they can get a, a free download and I'm, you know, I'm going to leave it up um, for, for a little bit just so that they can do that. Great. Cause I'd rather have them know what's going on than make a couple of bucks. Good for you. Well, that's great. Thanks so much for your time. It's great to talk to you. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Stay there. Stay there. All right. Bye -bye. That's perfect.